Hello and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle and this is the podcast where we talk about women in history known for mayhem and murder. This week we're going to celebrate the upcoming Christmas holiday by talking about not one, not two, but three different women who have committed crimes either on or right before Christmas Day. And who knew that such a holly jolly holiday could be so violent, right? I could definitely see why though. I feel like this season brings out the worst in some people in terms of stress and just trying to make sure that everything goes right. So I can see why at times it feels like crime skyrockets during this season. But I figured since we're only four days away from Christmas, I'd celebrate my own little way on this podcast and talk about crimes that are a little on the lighter side. To make this even better, these aren't even your so-called typical crimes. No, these are three of the quote weirdest crimes that have been committed on Christmas Day. We're gonna start with the least and work our way up to the most random and out there crime. Our first crime is almost a meme at this point. We're talking about Jasmine Jackson, whose fight and subsequent arrest at a Waffle House was uploaded on video and now has over 4,000 views. It was a Waffle House on Rayford Road in Fayetteville, North Carolina at around 12.35 a.m. So this video starts with a group of people circling around two others who are fighting together. There's a lot of yelling and honestly it's really hard to tell what's going on. As others try to pull them apart, you could see more and more people getting involved. At one point, what looks like flour or water or something is dumped over the group of people, which only makes them angrier. Stuff inside the restaurant gets absolutely trashed. People are throwing plates and overturning tables, knocking things off the shelves in the kitchen. And at some point, enough people get involved and manage to push the group that's fighting towards the door and outside. And that's kind of where the video ends. Honestly, the video is so chaotic, it's really hard to tell what's going on. But in the end, Jasmine is found to be the aggressor, although it's not listed at all what the fight is about or how it starts. And that's something that I'm actually kind of curious about. Jasmine is charged with property destruction, aggravated assault, and misdemeanor drug charge for weed. Our source for this one was the abc11.com news article about the Waffle House fight in Fayetteville. And now onto our second crime. This time we're tackling a more domestic dispute between Randy Young and her boyfriend Heath Blom in New Hampshire, 2008. Apparently, Blom was pissed that he got a Wii instead of the remote-controlled airplane that he'd asked for. They were celebrating at his grandparents' house, and his grandparents were, I guess, the ones who had bought him the Wii. The story's a little bit jumbled, um, because obviously it's kind of a he said, she said. What boils down to is that Blom was upset that he had gotten a Wii instead of the remote-controlled airplane he had wanted. His side of the story is that he wasn't upset that he had gotten a Wii instead of an airplane because he had asked his grandparents to get him the $1,000 airplane for his birthday next April, saying you can't fly an RC plane in the snow. But he did admit to complaining about the Wii game to his grandma, which made Young upset, and she began calling him names. Young is quoted as saying, he said he hated it and it hurt her feelings. Young began packing her bag to leave, and Blom said he got angry because he thought that she was hiding the Wii game. Quote, I thought she was walking off with it. I stood in the doorway trying to block her. She punched me in the eye. She punched me three times. I said, that's it, and I pulled her hair. 
on Young's side of things, she tried to leave and he dragged her down two flights of stairs by the hair. In the end, a judge ruled for them to stay away from each other and gave them a no contact order. On a later appeal, where Young claimed that they had, quote, just had a bad Christmas, the judge refused the appeal and also apparently wrote a court order for her to get a job within the next 21 days and send in proof of applications to make sure she was doing it. That part I'm a little confused on. And that's kind of where the story ends. Obviously, this is kind of like a he said, she said scenario, but if Young's side of the story is true, then I feel like I would definitely side with her because after being pulled by the hair down two flights of stairs, I feel like turning around and hitting the person is more self-defense than being the aggressor in that situation, but that's just me. Either way, this seemed like it was a really toxic relationship that ultimately seemed to come to a head on this Christmas day. And finally, we've got our last story of the day. For this one, we're going to South Carolina, also in 2008. On Christmas Day, 44-year-old Helen Ann Williams sent her husband to buy her some beer late that Tuesday night. But all the stores were closed because of the holiday, and he came home empty-handed. He told his wife this, and then he headed into the kitchen to make himself some food. Turns out, he probably should have stuck around to see how furious she was about this. In her rage, she grabbed a ceramic squirrel they had in the house and smashed it over his head, before beginning to stab him in the chest and arms with it. Okay, and this is where it ranks on my list of some of the weirdest crimes to happen during Christmas. Like, women stabbing their husbands isn't all that out of the ordinary. There are tons of different crimes that I've covered on this podcast where the woman either stabs her husband or hurts him in some sort of way with some sort of blunt object. But the fact that she chose a ceramic squirrel... And because it was Christmas time, I just would love to assume that it was some kind of Christmas-themed ceramic squirrel. Like, out of every other option, like, you're in a house, let's assume that you've got, you know, some kind of knives because he's in the kitchen. You've got a billion other things to choose from, but instead you go for the ceramic squirrel that just happens to be on display. And the fact that she chose that as her weapon, I guess. Anyway, I just think that... The fact that she chose a ceramic squirrel should really be more mentioned than it is. All right, let's continue. He managed to escape and ran to a neighbor's house to call the police. When they arrived during the early hours of the morning, the Charleston County Sheriff's Department reported that he was waiting outside covered in blood. Officers questioned Williams about this, and she told him that her husband had tripped and fallen, and that's how he ended up getting the various cuts, along with the large, deep gash from his left shoulder to his chest. When asked, she didn't have an explanation as to why her clothes and hands were also covered in blood, but she denied it being her husband's. She was put in jail that following Friday, where she was held on a $10,000 bond for charges of criminal domestic abuse. Her husband, the victim, was treated for non-life-threatening injuries and was able to recover. Okay, and this is kind of like a crazy side story, but... This is not the final time that Williams would be arrested. When she was 47, she was caught leaving the scene of an accident involving death. The victim was a 45-year-old resident, Billy Vaughn, who died at the hospital. Apparently, Williams and Vaughn had known each other for more than 10 years. What happened seems to be that Williams was driving a U-Haul truck through the mall parking lot when she hit Vaughn and then continued driving. She dumped the U-Haul in an area called Monk's Corner, where it was found overnight and Williams was later found at a house in Monk's Corner by the police. On August 12, 2015, she pled guilty to second-degree assault and battery, and apparently the investigation is still ongoing. 
Now, she'd also been arrested multiple times before for criminal domestic violence and public intoxication. And those are the ghosts of Christmas past. Also, some pretty wild stories that happened around the holiday season. For those of you who are celebrating, I hope you all enjoy this week. If you aren't, then I hope you guys are all having a great week all the same and staying safe and sane. Our resources for the last two stories were the New York Daily News article about eight weird, wild Christmas crimes, as well as the Post and Courier News, where we find out about William's second arrest and her involvement with the fatal hit and run. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to let me know what you think. You can reach me at Frumius Reads, that's F-R-U-M-I-O-U-S-R-E-A-D-S, and I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, basically all of the social medias. Make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple, Podbreed, Podbean, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and basically anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. You could also check out our homepage at frumiusreads.com forward slash a dash murderous dash affair. That's where you can find all up-to-date podcast episodes as well as a transcription of what I'm saying in the episode. All right, well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay spooky, friends, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.